It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them all? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. I welcome you to another Estate Planning Essentials program committed to protecting your family, your assets, and you, as always. And I'm sitting with my partner, my friend, my attorney, who should be your estate planning attorney, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Oh, Don. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Happy April Madness. Now that March Madness is over, we're tax season month. We're planning and preparing for another crazy day, week, month, year. How are you? Doing great. I hope all had a happy Easter and Passover and any other holidays around this time. Exactly. Same to you. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, before the show, you wanted to discuss the topic of the day. And I think I figured, well, I'm, I'm an acronym person because that helps me remember things. I don't know if they're called QLAX. Yes. I just made it up. because no? You gave me the phrase that we want to discuss today, which is called Qualified Longevity annuity contracts, speaking of planning and taxes and the like, and you want to discuss that today. Yeah, that and actually it is and called a QLAC, okay, and so your, your intuition was correct. Okay. Uh, yeah, so first of all, maybe I ought to even go see what that means. Please. Qualified means like out of a qualified plan, like an IRA, 401k, is something that's a qualified account. Um, when something is, the reason for the length is because you could defer part of your retirement account until an older age. Okay. You know, most people, um, well, if you were 70 and a half before January 1st, 2020, then you had to start taking uh, your distributions, your required minimum distributions, uh, the year that you turned 70 and a half, or at least by April 1st of the year afterwards. Uh, then, uh, if you were if you were not uh, 70, to 70 and a half, then the law changed to be uh, seventy two. That you did when you were seventy two, the year that you turned seventy two. So, if you turned seventy two in twenty twenty two, then you had to start making distributions by no later than April first of twenty twenty three. We had somebody in March, end of March, that we said, oh, they were 72. I said, you mean you haven't taken anything out? You have one week, basically, mm-hmm. to take out. Uh, otherwise, there would be an excise tax. Um, the excise tax previously, by the way, uh, in other words, when you don't take out by time that required minimum distribution date, uh, used to be, until January 1st, a 50% excise tax in addition to your income tax. Now, they changed it to 25% as of January 1st. The moral of the story is take out your required minimum distribution. I remember one time we had somebody who hadn't taken it out, and they were like 90-something years old, and I said, 
<laughs> I yeah. took my breath away. My I said, oh, my goodness, you're really going to have a tax uh, once they find out. And so uh, they should have found out, but I don't know if they did or if they didn't. But in any event, and then, of course, with the Secure 2.0 Act that we uh, talked about uh, right after it happened, the bill passed. It became effective in January. Mm-hmm. We went. We had a pre- previous show on ten different changes uh, under the uh, law regarding retirement accounts. And one of the sh- topics actually is going to be today is on these QLACs. I don't know if it was one of the ten that we mentioned because there was more than ten different things. Uh, it, it may not have been. Uh, of course, we have podcasts on each one of these shows for those who are interested. Uh, it's on our website at DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com. By the way, Don, you might find it interesting. In our April newsletter, we had the 10 most listened-to podcast of 2022. Wow. Congratulations. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and it may not have been something that actually, you know, we've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may not have been... Um, you know, something from 2022. It could have been something from 2021 that people just like to listen to. Right. So anyway, so if the, if there's any topic that you feel like that you may want to listen to, that not you, Don, but our, the audience mm-hmm. on any of these estate planning uh, issues, uh, feel free to listen to the podcast. So they're archived and they go back many, many years, do you Yeah, know? I don't know how many years it goes back. Okay. It does go back somewhat. We started doing—it's been going back a, a long time— mm-hmm. uh, but I think we start top, you know, actually having the topics more recently, so it's easier for people to see the topic that is of interest to them. So if they're interested in how do you probate a will, or something about different types of trust, or if there's something about veterans benefits or Medicaid, whatever it may be, whatever the topic may be, maybe about powers of attorney, it could be about any estate planning topic that we have talked about. And you know, we almost do different shows almost every week. Uh, and so it's so there's a lot of different topics. Uh, you know, this topic that we're talking about today, QLAX, has never been discussed before. Right. right. So, uh, and we've been doing the show for over ten years now. Mm-hmm. So. That's great to hear. Um, the the beauty of this is that people can go to your website and listen to these archived programs. And sometimes they're very timely, depending upon what's happening in the world. And many times they're timeless. And I think that's uh, a very positive uh, nod to you because people are listening to older programs for more likely than not timeless education about even the, whether it's the basics or other and coming from you, to use the word, they trust what you're telling them. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, it's really kind of interesting because we also put the most 10 most common blogs at the beginning of the year. I think it was in our February newsletter. And one of the most, the most widely read things is something – that we haven't even written about in several years, and that was how much should an executor be paid and or can be paid, and it was apparently the, gotten to be pretty popular for some reason. But anyway, we never know what the topics are. I have absolutely no clue what people <laughs> think will be the most important to them. I'm always somewhat surprised. Mm-hmm. But And this topic is nobody's probably even heard of a QLAC before, or very few people. So uh, the reason why I thought we – oh, so anyway – the longevity is we could defer the taxes, as we said, the Q, we said the qualified, the L for the longevity, because uh, you could defer taxes in certain situations. And annuity, uh, an annuity is, in this case, it would be deferring and having an annuity pay something at a certain date. 
uh, and a contract, of course, is a contract. Okay. So, um, so <clears throat> what people don't realize, so for example, if you're uh, nowadays, of course, the law changed to be where you don't have to be 73. Uh, if you were 73 after January 1st of this year, 2023, that you could, um, then you have to make a required minimum distribution. So I might add, and I think it's 2032, that if you're not 75 by then, it'll be 75. So things are going uh, to an older age. That's why we were talking about how do we deal with the Social Security, I know, uh, and Medicare tax to make the system go longer. And I know this is more of a conservative view, and I know a lot of people would say, tax the well-to-do or something. And I I, I thought that, you know, as everything else kind of... and so part of the politics, but the it seems like everything else is your age is a difference. Like we talk about how you take Social Security, their full retirement age was uh, has gone up from 65 to 66 and 66 and a couple months, depending on your birth, uh, your birth till 67. We talked about now we talked about the RMDs on required minimum distributions being an older age. So why not have uh, Medicare also instead of just being 65 as people age longer? Now, I know that's not going to be popular for a lot of people, uh, but uh, it seems like everything else is going along that line. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I was just going to make the point that I read in the Wall Street Journal this morning that the vast majority of this country do not want any senator or president or other to touch Social Security. They would rather just raise taxes and live with it. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, that's the president's proposal is to, if you make over a certain amount of money— 400000 Right, 400000 mm-hmm. that you be taxed— uh, uh, and uh, and so it's I understand it's political and um, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's just whatever your views are and that's not a right or wrong answer it's just, yeah, it's just competition <laughs> yeah 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 and, and so anyway um, so you could defer income you know of course when you take out a retirement account whenever you do you get income taxed by the way what's the youngest age that you could take out without an excise tax. Uh, is 59 and a half. So okay. once you're 59 and a half, you could take out of your retirement account. Of course, you get taxed. The whole idea was to save for retirement, but when you take out, you get income tax. Mm-hmm. If you take out before 59 and a half, you have an, ex- an excise tax of 10%. There are some exceptions based on the changes in the law that we discussed previously um, uh, by the SECURE Act. Uh, but if you want to listen to that podcast, as we said earlier, there's a lot. We went through 10 different things that changed. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. So why? So some people don't need the income, at least at 70 and a half or 72 or 73. And maybe they're still working. Uh, maybe they just don't need the income because of whatever their assets or income might be. Uh, and maybe they expect more expenses when they're older. All right, so some people don't need the income, and they may need the income later, such as, let's say you have been paying for long-term care insurance, and as you get older, a lot of times they up the rates because you're going to be more likely to need care. So let's say you could defer your part of your IRA until even 85. Now, there used to be the rule that... You can, the amount could not exceed 25% of your retirement account up to 125000 
Okay. That law changed with the law that with the budget and the part of that Secure Act was was part of that law as well, to say no more is there a percentage of your retirement account. You could take up to two hundred thousand, defer it until a later time under this annuity. Okay. In other words, the annuity could start at eighty-two <clears throat> or eighty-five or whatever, and then you're going to be get taxed a lot more because you're going to have income. So for people who either live longer or and do not need the money, but may need them, that may need have higher expenses later on when they're eighty-five or whatever, they could have this annuity contract deferred until a later date. So why would, besides that, is there any benefits in any other way? So I was trying to think from, as an elder law attorney, how can this benefit any future planning for any, that could benefit somebody uh, in the Medicaid world? Now this is what I say Medicaid world. I'm gonna be more specific and say in connection if somebody needs care at a nursing home or care at home. You know, we've had different uh, topics on Medicaid before, but as people age long to be living longer lives, uh, most people don't have long-term care insurance, and they are dependent upon the governmental system of Medicaid. Um, You know, Medicare has very limited coverage, uh, where Medicare is somewhat disease discriminatory. Mm. To, I mean, if you have a heart attack, okay, you got it. We're, we'll cover you. But if you have some sort of dementia, sorry, uh, you're going to have to. That's going to. That's pretty expensive, and uh, you're going to have to um, fend for yourself, really? unless you could get on Medicaid, which is means tested. Wow. So. As it turns out, most people do not have uh, long-term care contracts, and I'm not saying that that's a good thing. In fact, uh, I th- probably would recommend it for most, or for many at least, if they could either afford it uh, and they could pass underwriting, and depending on their age, of course. But the reality is most people don't. And so then you have to say, well, uh, since Medicaid is means-tested, they look at your assets and they look at your income and you say, what could I do to save more for either my spouse or my family? All right. Now, the good news is in Texas, an IRA, at least in the Medicaid world, so that if you could get the government to help pay for cost of care, which is very expensive, seven to $8,000 on the month per average. Uh, the good news is if you have a traditional IRA and there's required minimum distributions, it does not count as an asset. Now, this varies from state to state. However, they look at the income in the month of receipt as income. Now, what do we say about the QLAC? Uh, on the QLAC, you could defer income. Okay. So for Medicaid, for long-term care, let's say somebody was in a nursing home. There's an income cap. The income cap is $2,742 a month in year 2023. If your income exceeds that, then you could do what's called a qualified income trust, formerly known as a Miller Trust, and since you like the acronyms, a QIT. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, so you could create a trust 
assuming that either you have capacity or that your power of attorney gives you the ability to do that. And I might add that most powers of attorney do not. The statutory forms do not. So this is something that you should, if you do not have long-term care insurance, that you should have your power of attorney reviewed to give the ability to create a trust. So when it has the statutory language regarding estates and trust, that deals with existing trust. It doesn't give the authority to create a trust. We had somebody recently who was an attorney Uh, as a client that thought that their power of attorney was sufficient to be able to open up an account with the trust, but because it was not an existing trust, there was no authority and the bank wouldn't let them open up the account and they were surprised. He said, no, it doesn't give the authority to do that. Well, Yeah, so that gets into an issue and 90% of the powers of attorney that I see do not have that authority. Well, Well, anyway, so that's a lesson to be learned here. Uh, make sure that your power of attorney is not just a, if you do not have long-term care insurance, go to an, well, I'm, I'm, this is not for me. I'm, I'm just saying go to any elder law attorney and make sure that you have that type of provision in there if you do not, cannot, or will not get long-term care insurance, cannot get long-term care insurance, and especially if your income exceeds, let's say Social Security or pension income exceeds $2,742 a month. All right. Very good. I need to cut you off. I need to repudiate that remark. Don't go to any elder law attorney. Go to Michael Cohen. I've known him for 10 years now. He is as insightful and intelligent as they come. And you hear it. You listen to this program. You know what I'm talking about. The first step to have Michael review your situation is to attend his next workshop, which is Saturday, April the 15th at 10 o'clock. Now, Michael's been doing these for a long, long time, and they're very successful. Successful in the sense that you get a very specific question answered about your individual circumstances that he will try to answer. If he can't, he'll tell you that, but that doesn't happen very often. And Michael, tell everybody else what happens in those workshops. What we do is we ask people what they want to know, and then we write down those questions on a board, and we... um, then say, uh, we answer those questions either immediately or during the workshop. We call it a workshop and not a seminar because we hope it's interactive. We want to see that you know, the questions are all answered and maybe put it in a context, perhaps in the form of a story, of an example of what some case that I've had, or perhaps just as an illustration of what could occur one way or another. That's good. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we will have a presentation, too, on general estate planning, you know, wills and trust and maybe Medicaid, since we're talking about that here today. It's mm-hmm. not often often it is a common question mm-hmm. because the cost of care is so great, and most people do not have that insurance, as we talked about earlier in the program. Uh, so we ask people what they want to know. We go over those different things. And um, you'll see it's a two-hour workshop. You'll see that the time flies by, and you're going to have a lot of fun, and you're going to learn something. Uh, and to do that, uh, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. Or sign up online at Dallas elderlawyer.com that's dallaselderlawyer.com I think you're going to learn something and by the way of course if you do go to that two hour free estate planning essentials workshop we also give only for those who attend the workshop um, 
a one-hour, what we call vision meeting, where we look at your individual situation and see if there's something that we can answer to help further clarify whatever your issues may be. Uh, It's free, so you get three free hours without any legal obligation. Uh, I should also may I add the most important thing, um, and that is... That is propaganda the, at its worst. <laughs> he knows where I'm going, I'm afraid. And that is the free KAAM coffee go. mug that people clamor for. They, they, you know, usually after they uh, get that coffee mug, they start putting it on the table. Uh-huh. Count, give me more KAAM coffee mug. Really? More, yeah, well, it's maybe not. not. <laughs> what's, what's not uh, Tom Sawyer? What, is it Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn? Where they're more food, more, and they're pounding things. Or I was watching TV the other night. I wasn't watching it. I just skipped and I looked at it and I laughed. But it's so WWE SmackDown or something like that. <laughs> the fake wrestling. I think people are fake wrestling for the coffee mugs. Maybe. Yeah. Um, well, let's say who could ask for anything more? Yeah. I don't know. It's a Mother's Day gift waiting to happen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and please wait. Um, but so it is a free workshop. So two hours of Michael's expertise who is able to address a particular question regarding your circumstances. Then a free vision meeting where you meet with him privately. That's three hours. Then you have uh, at the workshop, donuts, coffee, mugs, you name it. So three hours of concentration on your situation, either generally or specifically, followed by food and drink and mugs. So bear that in mind, and that's why you should attend Michael's next workshop, which is Saturday, April the 15th at 10 o'clock. Dial 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102, or sign up at DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com. And also, I don't think we gave the URL for the archive programs, the podcast that you can listen to. Uh, That is also DallasElderLawyer.com. Michael, we've got about three, four minutes left. You want to say some last words on QLACs? Yeah. Let me. So, you know, where we left off was on the QLAC, we said that if your income exceeds the limit, um, and so let's say that includes IRA distributions, uh, to have to create a trust. Well, let's say you defer the uh, annuity. Use that QLAC until let's say you had two thousand of Social Security or pension or combined, and you had a thousand dollars of income per month from your IRA. All right. So if I said if the cap is, um, you know, twenty seven forty two, let's say I take out five hundred dollars. Why would I take out anything from the IRA? Uh, well, I mean, because the law is that you have to make some required minimum distribution. So you make some required minimum distribution, but at least they don't have to do the trust. And now, another thing that would be a benefit is that, so that means I wouldn't have to do a trust if I did the QLAC, and then more would be passed on to my family, because if I died, if I hadn't reached that 85 or whatever age, then more uh, with a retirement account, uh, it avoids Medicaid estate recovery. So if you have a beneficiary designation on an exempt resource, such as a IRA or maybe a term life insurance policy, or maybe if you had a small bank account, that avoids Medicaid estate recovery where the state has a right to make a claim against the home to the extent that Medicaid benefits have been advanced or a car or a life insurance policy or IRA. So, there, so anyway, beneficiary designations supersede uh, Medicaid estate recovery. Anyway, so you could have more passed on. Uh, another benefit, and I'll be just real quick because I didn't don't have much time, as you say. Uh, if you have a spouse, 
then there might sometimes you could divert income from the ill spouse, the one that needs care, to the well spouse. Hmm. So if I have, uh, depending on what the income situation, we'd have to look at it, what the spouse's income is, we might be able to divert more and save more for the spouse by using the QLAC. Now, I might say this has never been tested. I'm calling this the future success story because I'll have to have somebody who's willing to be the guinea pig to go and see if this fits within the rules. However, I think it would because the rules don't just say that your IRA has to have a required minimum distribution. It doesn't say how much of a distribution. So you have so you have that, and this way you save more. You might not. You could avoid doing the qualified income trust. You might be able to divert more to your spouse. If nothing else, you're diverting more because to avoid to your family because you avoid Medicaid estate recovery by having it deferred to a later date. So this is how you could use a new law, the QLAC, that was just passed at the end of last year, hmm. perhaps to your benefit. Now, again, this has not been tested. So this is just uh, usually when we get these new laws, we say, well, what can, or at least the way I look at it is, what can you do to assist your client save more money? Usually, uh, or whatever it is in their planning goals. But a lot of times people say, how do I save more for myself and my family, uh, my spouse, uh, and so this might be an opportunity for somebody who's willing to do that in the future. No doubt about it. I appreciate that so much. This is basically an IRA program. This is IRS month. You know, when the IRS comes to mind, you want to do everything you possibly can to avoid paying them too much, uh, whether it's an excise tax, a federal tax, you name it. I just got punched in the mouth the other day, not realizing with all the new legislation that we're going to owe a lot more than what we thought and planned for last year. You don't want that to happen to you. Trust me. If it has, you know the pain and suffering that comes with that, and then you want to kick yourself. So uh, attend Michael's next workshop to ask these questions um, to make certain that you don't get T-boned by the IRS or other, and you're prepared accordingly. That workshop is Saturday, April the 15th at 10 o'clock. Dial 214-720-0102 or go to DallasElderLawyer.com. Michael Cohen, I thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. The record shows I took the blows and did it A leading estate planner practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.